You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Howdy, howdy, everyone. It's Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna and producer Freeman bringing you some cowboy country on a Sunday afternoon. All right, let's get right into it because you've been telling me on the way here to the studio that you have some type of drama or some news, I something. Some tea. I mean, I was going to ask you about your 4th of July first, but we can just skip over that. Okay, well, okay, so my 4th of July... <laughs> I uh, I went back home to West Tennessee, and uh, I was there at my brother's house. He made like steak kebabs, and they Ooh, were they were actually really sounds good. Sounds nice. Yeah, he he made them one time when he first got married, and he did not wet the wooden sticks. Did they all catch on fire? Yes, <gasps> all of them. Well, at least he learned. Yeah, they were good this time. There we go. So shout out to my brother Lehman. Yes, my brother's name is Lehman, and I am Lehman Freeman. Freeman. And somehow my parents oh my say gosh. that they had no idea that those rhyme. Well, Fourth I, of July, what did you do, I Jenna? I went to the lake in Illinois. It was a great time. It was actually relaxing, you know, went for a few days. Took now, some time off work. What lake is in Illinois? Lake Shelbyville. Okay. Yes, we've been going since I was like eight years old. Yeah, I saw. I think I saw you post the story on Instagram. Yeah. We had your your cup. And yeah, water. I brought some wine on the boat. That's a first. But it was red wine on a white boat, and that makes me super nervous. So I think next year I need to just bring white wine on the white boat. So what do you do whenever you're on the boat? Are you more of a I just want to relax and chill like a little big town pontoon or you want to swim or? You know, I enjoy wakeboarding and skiing still, but I don't enjoy jumping the wake anymore or doing anything too like flashy because I'm old. Same. And like once you pass your early 20s, I feel like you don't want to risk getting hurt. So you just, just enjoy a nice little like. You know, turn the speakers up, Dad, and let me listen to one song while I just stand back here and hold this rope. And then after that, I'm good for the weekend. And we usually just cruise around. There's a little restaurant on the lake we go to. And then we stop and anchor, and we'll just sit in the water and float and drink beer. I think that's the best way to do it now. I went, when COVID had first started, I went back to West Tennessee. We were technically in Arkansas, just across the river off the other side of Memphis, I think it was Horseshoe Lake is what they call it in Arkansas. And a buddy of mine had just bought like a nice ski boat. Oh, yeah. And so, of course, me being the one guy who skis, as I've talked about before. So I immediately like, I want to ski, I want to ski, I want to ski. And so I skied (laughs) really hard. And there towards the end, I could not even get myself back in the boat. I was so worn out. But yeah, I know the older you get, the less like when we were kids, we'd be like, we want to tube all day. We want to ski all day. Now I'm like, now I understand why you guys wanted to float all day. <laughs> yeah. I used to never wear sun sunscreen either. And now I'm like, do you have SPF 100? <laughs> I used SPF 80 all week and I did pretty well. My back got a little burnt, but. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you are still pretty tan. Pretty tan. For, for it's, most. It's good tan, but yeah, good 4th of July. But we've got a few topics to cover today. We've got Taylor Swift's Speak Now. Oh, joy. (laughs) Oh, joy. Taylor Swift music. And, you know, I got some tea spilling on Dumois, which Dumois is like this Instagram account where people submit like blindly drama they know that's going on. And usually it's like pop culture. But this one was about a country music artist. Mm. So I always like to like fill you in on that. I appreciate it. So and then we'll have an interview with Luke Prater later in the show. Yeah. Fantastic guitar player. From Texas. And we love the Texas country. But let's get started. You want to start with the Dumois? Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me what somebody leaked to the press. So there was some tea about a country star. About a country star. So allegedly this is what's going on. So the subject is girl, please. (laughs) And the message submitted is 
do, Dukes. I have it on good authority, a.k.a. my bestie is directly involved, that this country singer's husband, who is also moderately well-known, cheats on her basically every time she's on the road. He puts the kid to bed and immediately has a woman on the way. I wouldn't say he's famous, but he's well-known enough that he has no problem getting ladies to come over for one-night stands. If I had a dollar for every time I've heard this specific piece of information, I would be rich. Please don't make me guess who this is. <laughs> you don't know? No. Oh my gosh. If I had a dollar for every time I heard this, I would be rich. Is that like a lyric? Yes. And the girl, please. And I'd be rich. Do you want to leave it up for assumption since this is allegedly what's happening? Or do you want me to let you know? Well, you can say allegedly it's someone. Allegedly it's Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd. Oh. Yeah. See, see, I don't, I don't know anything really like, about be... Marin. <laughs> Just because I, I I don't know I, I follow more I guess Texas country yeah, than, than, than yeah, Marin. Like the, but okay so apparently there's some some, a, some problems apparently there's some problems and I don't think I follow either Ryan or Marin on Instagram so I don't know I don't ever keep up with their Insta life or what's going on but usually Dumois has some pretty reputable dirt on people or submissions and the pseudonyms please it's like Karen it's definitely Marin. Oh, I get it. And she's, it rhymes. she is kind of a Karen. Karen and Marin like Freeman and yeah. Lehman. They <laughs> yes. rhyme. Yes, Got but it. that's allegedly the tea on Dumois. So if you guys want a good like pop culture or keep up with that dirt kind of thing, Dumois is a great account. It's mostly pop culture. Very rarely are there is there country drama over there. I'm telling you, the, the next time that you have this type of country music drama, you need to get Amanda on the phone because... <gasps> Amanda is your country yes. music drama girl. She watches trash TV like it's her job. She'll watch Mama Bravo. June. Oh my god! All the housewives and she does The Bachelor. Yeah, and her <laughs> philosophy on it is that well, it's not my drama. I just get to watch. Oh my gosh! Well, yes, I need to get her on the phone though for these segments because I'm sure she would have some thoughts and opinions. Taylor Swift released some new music. Yes. So speak now, and I have a few hot takes. So I'm not really a Swifty. I'm definitely not a Swifty. I did grow up on Taylor Swift. My older sister would play all the time in the car when she would drive us to school. And I was probably 16 or 17 when Speak Now came out. And there was this song called Better Than Revenge. And Taylor changed the lyrics. So it used to be, she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. And now it's, he was the moth to the flame. She was holding the matches. And I'll just say, I think a lot of people like the change, but I don't because I like going back to like 17-year-old teenage girls playing this song and being like, I stole your boyfriend or like, you stole my boyfriend and you're better known for the things you do on the mattress. <laughs> I, have n I have nothing that I can <laughs> say on this. I am turning um, red. That was a Taylor Swift But I mean, that's what every like, album. 17 taylor wrote that song i think when she said she was 18 or 19 so like growing up on it and being like not being mean to girls but like there was always drama like if you dated someone's ex-boyfriend or like you know it's like oh i do nothing better than revenge like you're only known for this like haha oh my goodness <laughs> i really should call amanda so she changed the lyrics on that song and like i said it's now he was the moth to the flame she was holding the matches eh, eh. i don't really love it and then Dear John. 
So I'm not 100% sure what was changed here. If you listen to the original version and the new one, you would probably hear the guitar licks that are changed, allegedly. Because I think there was John Mayer-style guitar licks in the first one or something like that. But what I noticed, or what I thought was funny here, is Taylor Lautner, who was in Twilight, mm-hmm. dated Taylor Swift back in the day. And he has a song on this album, Back to December, which was allegedly about him. And he posted some funny TikTok and was like, you know, like, I think it's a great album. I feel safe, but I'm praying for John. Like, oh. <laughs> I feel pretty safe here, but John's going to get some crap. So right. I thought that was funny. And I love Back to December. It's probably my favorite of the album still. Melodically, so. I think everything is pretty much the same. I mean, and I may be wrong because I don't know what her contract was with Big Machine and Scott Burchett and all this. But there was a fallout at one point mm-hmm. a few years ago or something about you know, her not having the rights to certain things. So, I mean, is that kind of what this is? Is yep. her being able to re-release? She's re- re-recording them, remastering them, and releasing them under her own, like, record label now instead of under Big Machine. Yeah, and to and to explain that a little bit to people, basically, they're, they are Taylor Swift songs, but the ones that she had recorded originally, the the actual audio recording is property of the label. Because that's who, you know, footed the bill to be able to record the stuff. But the, mm-hmm. the the context of the song. So, like, the song is owned by, you know, it could be a publisher most of the time. But Taylor may have those rights back. So, she can re-record. And now she's got a brand new audio recording. Yes. And that's hers to do whatever she wants with. Yep. And she added a few songs. And she did take If I Were a Movie off of this. And I think that's because it's the only one she didn't solo write. And now all the songs on here are a solo write by Taylor. Ah. So, um, right. yeah. So she's, it's the only album where she's the full solo writer on. But they all sound good. Yeah. I've been playing it all day. I enjoy it. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a huge Swifty, so don't come after me, Swifties, who are listening to rural radio <laughs> if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that is your take from someone who grew up on Taylor Swift but didn't really s- jump on the... Swifty train. I knew teardrops on my guitar and Tim McGraw and probably all the, you know, all the ones that were big when like the Romeo take me somewhere. Yeah. Whatever yeah, love that story. song. Love story. Yeah. yeah. I knew all those. They, those were those Well, were you'll, good. you'll listen to Better Than Revenge and oh. listen to the lyric change. Okay. I will do my best. Next time I'll do my homework. Yes. Anyway, Luke Prater on the show today. Great singer. Great guitar player. You're going to want to stick around. This guy has got some really cool killer licks. And Jenna and I actually get to play country (laughs) music trivia and name the songs from the iconic guitar licks that he plays. That's all coming up next on Should Have Been a Cowgirl. You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. All right, we're back, and we have a guest in the studio all the way from Texas. We got Luke Prater. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. So you're in Nashville this week. Yes, ma'am. Recording new music. Yes, ma'am. So many ma'ams. Sorry. <laughs> Forced to have it. <laughs> I feel old. What are you going to do? <laughs> I just turned 30. It's way better than like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm from Illinois. We didn't we didn't have a lot of yes ma'ams yeah. where I'm from. But um you're in Nashville recording new music. Yes ma'am. How'd that go this week? Another one. <laughs> another one. Uh it was wonderful. Uh we tracked it at Station West on Wednesday and then we finished up vocals on four tracks yesterday. So, awesome. Yeah, so for good. those who are listening that don't really know the process of recording music, 
How does that start? Did you find a producer? Do you hire a band? How'd you pick your songs? So all of the credit goes to Bart Bush. Um, if anybody knows who that is, then it should all make a lot of sense. He's the man. Um, he makes it as simple as, hey, Bart, I want to come to Nashville this date and record four tracks. And, you know, he's seen my music over the years and he knows kind of my style. So he'll pick players that suit mm-hmm. my style or whatever we're trying to do with these tracks. And he'll bring in, uh, I think it was five or six guys. We had to postpone the steel dude. Uh, something happened, but he's going to he's gonna dub over that later. Should have called Freeman. Dang it. You gotta check him out on TikTok. I didn't think about it. I've seen him. Yeah, you've seen him on TikTok. I was telling him he's famous. I mean, I'll play. I'm cheap. I'm like a hundred bucks a song. Well, there you go. Wow. There you go. All right, we'll send you stems. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we got the guys in there, and it's it's amazing. Uh, for the people who don't, and most people don't know, like the art, uh, the musicians up here. It's insane. Or another caliber. We played 30 seconds of a demo. We handed them charts and boom, it's exactly what I heard in my head when I wrote the song. So Every time I watch someone in the studio and the band goes, I always look at the artist. I'm like, is your band able to play like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they able to match this? Oh, 100%. Yeah. They're the first people that I send the tracks to, my band. Yeah. I'm like, Good luck, boys. <laughs> we got rehearsal. <laughs> Few of them. Right. So the songs you cut, did you write them? Did you search for them? You- yes, ma'am. So I, uh, I wrote... And uh, one of one of them I co-wrote, um, but three of them I'm a writer on, um, and then one of them was the outside write. Total crazy story. I do some oil field work during the week, or okay. I used to at least. And uh, one of these guys that is one of my superiors was jamming some um, Bailey Zimmerman one day, and I said, "Hey, you need to go check out Luke Prater." He said, "Who is that?" And I said, "Yours truly." She so said, "No way, dude! I'm a writer. Can I pitch you some stuff?" <gasps> oh my gosh! Usually, like, usually when you hear that, you're like. Yeah, but no. in this circumstance, I'm like, yes, sir. And come to find out, you know, like they're great songs. And so uh, we actually sat down week before last, hammered out one of the ones that we recorded on this record or this little session. And then I cut one of his that is entirely his song, which is my very first outside right ever. Oh, that's ever. awesome. But I think it deemed itself worthy. Yeah, to, that's to be so on. cool. All right. So how did you get started doing music? I think your bio said you started in diapers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not on a professional <laughs> level in diapers, but in some level. Um, man, I, like a lot of people in church, um, mm-hmm. a lot, um, three, four times a week. And that really um, gave me the reps to think, you know, that you know, it's worth hammering out. And uh, somewhere along the way, I've got two older brothers, and they used to listen to Randy Rogers and Aaron Watson. And I thought that that was real cool. Um in contrast to my dad saying, all the new country is not country at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're listening to the wrong stuff, dude. Like, there's a lot of real, real country music, uh, and it's still going on, and they might be at a honky-tonk down the road. We can go see them. And so that gave me my infatuation for, for Texas country or newer country. And then, uh, I don't know, somewhere along the way, 16, I think I, I got a little uh, every other week playing for free at some steakhouse. I was making like 80 bucks a night in tips, and I thought I was Balling. Oh my gosh. Uh like I oh, I done made it, boys, you know. <laughs> uh and then man just started picking up shows, you know, word gets around in a small town, like, hey, why don't you come play over at this restaurant or why don't you come play in my backyard? And uh, I've had a lot of people help me along the way, um, you know, kind of get into the professional aspect of it. Uh two thousand twenty one, we got an opportunity from Curtis Grimes to go tour everywhere he was touring for the entire year. He told me on my birthday, uh, hey, why don't you come 
with it for the year. Why don't you come with us? Dang. And uh, I just about cried, and he he did take us everywhere he went, twelve different states, and it was crazy. So when you get that invitation, are you sitting there thinking, how are we going to get to these twelve states? Did you go buy a van? Did you have a van and trailer? I asked him, and he said, y'all are just going to tote with us. So we consolidated bands. Actually, this is like like inside baseball. If anybody doesn't know. Uh, we took my band and his band and we cut a couple guys and we made them all one big band <laughs> and, uh, they would play, you know, my tracks, you know, my set beforehand. And then they'd get up there and do his. And we actually had a keyboard player, um, who would come and play on mine. And then about halfway through, he did like a little worship set. He'd do some elevation songs or whatever. Yeah. And I'd go up there and play keys on his just for, just for fun. That's cool. It was awesome. So, Luke, what part of Texas are you from? Right outside of San Antonio, uh, about 30 minutes east, is a little small town called Lavernia, Texas. Okay. How did you get to the stuff that I'm hearing that you're putting out now? Because I did creep on your Instagram a little bit on my way over here. And that song, man, What's an Angel Like You Doing in My Wildest Dreams? That's a that's pretty cool. That's, I, an, Aaron, I, I, that's I, an Aaron Tippin song. Yeah, I, re- I really love that sound, though, that you've got with it. I mean, the, the whole the whole vibe and electric guitar thing. I'm like, I can dig this. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I think... Um, you find that commonality in guys like like Clay Hollis or Randall King, like that backbeat Telecaster country. Uh, I took a liking to that somewhere along the way, um, and you know I've always been a guitar player. I've, I've always prioritized that over me being a singer. Um, I think that's something to kind of stand apart from the pack. Is like I I play my own lead. Normally I don't play another guitar player. I'll play a steel guy because they're worth it. Um, but yeah, man, I I love backbeat Telecaster country. Um, and I, I don't know, I, probably just inspiration from all the guys that I grew up listening to and all of my peers, seeing them do it and, and liking it. Right. So you've mentioned Aaron Watson and a few of these other Texas guys. I mean, who who do you think are some of your biggest influences overall that you've had from the time that you started playing when you were a little kid to, to now? Man, we wore out 33s and 45s on um, Gene Watson, who we're going to see tonight at, hey. the, uh, at the Opry. Um I mean, George Strait, just like everybody, um, George Jones. Um, so that's where the traditional country influence came from. And then, like I said, both my older brothers listening to all of the modern Texas country. Uh, I think half of it was just wanting to be cool, learning these songs to show their friends who are like, hey, look, he can play this song or whatever. Um, that got me on guys like Aaron Watson, Randall King. Um, got to run merch for Randall a couple of times. And seeing that live show was a huge influence of like, okay, this is this is the kind of energy you want at a live show. Um, so, yeah. I think this is the first time on the show, Jenna, that we've had someone say that they've been listening to 45s. I know. You do know what a 45 is, Yeah, right? I know what it, it is. It's not a big, giant <laughs> bottle of beer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those are 40s. That's yeah. a, a highway <laughs> in Houston, 45. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That I is. know, and you're young. 23 he's been only 23 years old and having that type of you know influence i remember when i was in high school and i'm 28 but when i was in high school everyone bro country was just starting to mm-hmm. become a thing and everybody was listening to florida georgia line and everything else and i was still pulling up into the parking lot like blasting hello darling and you know things farewell party right. and all of these classic country and i got made fun of so bad by by all my friends but i was from you know a little small town in west tennessee and i was the only farm kid in school but was it that way for you definitely not yeah definitely not the, the normal thing uh i wouldn't say it's pro- probably for my age and you know demographic it's an anomaly uh, to be listening to that kind of country but I mean, we are in the state. We do get like a week off for the, um, you know, the county fair or whatever. Like, it's definitely 
bring your tractor to school day in Lavernia, Texas. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say they're all listening to you know all the old John Anderson and all that. You know. All right, when we come back, we're gonna have Luke play us a song. All right, we are live from Music Row, and we're going to get a song from Luke. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make sure I tune up on this, because I can't I can't be not tuned. Uh, I'll play you one that I wrote with uh, Mr. Curtis Grimes, and this was my very first single I ever released in the state of Texas. And uh, I pulled out credit card debt to record this music video. So if you get bored later, you can go check it you out. Give it a few streams. That's right. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can just stream it anyway. you got to make your money back on that one. That's right. That's right. All right, this is uh, one of mine called The Right One. It goes up. She was a wild one. Like a Mustang running free, one of a kind of one. Few folks that are lucky enough to see that kind of fine one that I had standing next to me, and now she's gone. She was a kind one, sweetest thing I ever knew. Guess I was a blind one. Not seeing what I put her through, she ain't left behind one Who's come to terms was overdue, and now she's gone It'll hit you like a dagger, how nothing else matters When you're staring down the end of all you've lost It'll take you back and bleed surprise. She'll turn around and say goodbye. Leave you wondering why you ever thought if she was the right one. She tried to hang on. Lord knows I made it up. Bygones are bygones. Left me standing in the dust on a hill die on I guess she finally had enough Cause now she's gone It'll hit you like a dagger How nothing else matters When you're staring down the end of all you've lost It'll take you back complete surprise She'll turn around and say goodbye Leave you wondering why you ever thought She was the right one It hit me like a dagger How nothing else matter When you're staring down the end of all you It'll take you back, complete surprise. She'll turn around and say goodbye. Leave you wondering why you ever thought it shoes the right one. Oh, she was the right one. 
that go. Hey. Hot dang. Yeah. Man, great voice. And I mean, I think you, I, no disrespect to anyone we've had on the show before. I mean, you are a guitar picker, man. Thank you, brother. I mean, you, you're picking the crap out of that thing. Well, there's only so much you can do in C, right? But yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I mean, some guitar players are like picky over brands. Do you have one that you gravitate to more than, than another? Or do you uh, not really care? Or you just are you awesome in, on all of them? Oh, I'm not awesome <laughs> on any of them. Uh, but man, I, it's such a such a broad spectrum we're going into there. As far as like electrics and stuff, like I said, I'm a telly guy. Right. I have, I've got a telly at home and it's modded to the hill. I got a Les Paul humbucker in the neck, mini humbucker in between them, and a screaming demon in the bridge, and a five way between them all. So we can nerd on electrics all day, right. or pedals or whatever. Uh, as far as acoustics. I'm usually not a Gibson dude, but of course they sound beautiful. Um, I told y'all before we were on air, but I wound up here without an acoustic because I knew there was one in the studio I'd be able to use when we flew in earlier this week and then wound up getting this deal squared away with y'all. And then we've got a writer's round tonight, so I had to go rent this one. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't know that that was even a thing that you could do, but apparently for 60 bucks you can. And uh, I knew a J45 is kind of just... Middle of the road, beautiful sound, you know. Well, you play absolutely beautiful on a guitar that you just picked up earlier today. Well, yes, so. it sounded good. Country music trivia. Popular country song, guitar riffs. Yeah. And we're going to see who can get them first. First person to five wins. Okay. All right. That's a long time. All right, popular riffs. All right, I'm ready. I usually do this on TikTok with my still okay. guitar, but I like being the contestant on this show. <laughs> I know. Boy. All right, we'll start off easy. It goes, uh... Chattahoochee. Gosh dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lose this game. Sorry. All right. Let's go to the other end. Uh, older. That's a hint. Because, uh... Oh, come on. Okay. Well, those those first three notes, which I know it can't be what you're playing, but those first... Da, 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 sounds like the... the <laughs> Canon and D wedding song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all my brain is saying right now. All right. Well, do you both get a We're stopped. X we for both, that one? We both suck. What, That's what, a Willie Nelson it? tune, How Time Slips Away. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh. All right. Keep it in the 90s. Okay. Here's a. <laughs> no, keep it wherever. That ain't my truck. That's it. <laughs> That's it. One to one, Jenna. One to one. How funny. All right. Let's see. We're, we're going in now. Uh, how about a. Uh, Oh, Garth it's Brooks. Garth. That's, uh, that blame, it, blame, blame it all on my roots. Oh my gosh. Uh, Friends in low places. No, you suck. I thought that. How fun. Yes. Two to one. Should I get half a point for Two naming, to one. naming the first line? No, I get nope, nothing. No, you get nothing. Okay. All right. How's, uh... Two dozen roses. Dang it, I knew that know. one. Man, I love that. Marty Raven, lead vocalist Gosh for that dang. man. All right, two to two. Two to two, we're tied up. Man, that was, be that was beautiful. <laughs> that was I, don't, I don't know what it is, but that was awesome. Play it again. Well, come with fire, man. Dang it. Wow. I should have known that one. Well, can you just play yeah, that? Yeah, can you just play us a little bit of that? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. All right, the fireman, George Strait. Yeah. We, I should have known that. Gosh dang it. All right, I didn't know, so it's still two to two, right? Two to two. Okay. Are these too tricky? We need to go a little more mainstream? 
No, I, I, I just think that we're off today for yeah, some reason. We're really off it's today. A la- it's a lazy Sunday afternoon. Johnny Cash. Ring of fire. I hear the train a no. coming. Dang it. Prison blues. <laughs> Dang it. There you go. I'm just ringing enough songs now. You said ring of fire. Ring of fire. I was, I was in the, you know. You know, you said Johnny Cash. In the vicinity. All right, three to two. Trying to beat you over here. Not today. <sighs> three to two. Oh my gosh, I know this one. The chair. <laughs> there you go. Written by Dean Dillon. <sighs> Four to two. Beautiful. All right. Let's All see. right. I'm about 90s. This is definitely way back from the 90s. Okay. Oh, Mama tried. <laughs> All right, you are the winner. That wow. is five to two. That was awesome. Oh, man, I could just sit here and listen to you just play those. I think, I think what we're getting to is a jam. That's what yeah. we need, right? I want, yeah. I want my steel guitar it, in here. Can you give us a 90s country melody? Like melody? Medley? Medley. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Oh, boy, I don't know. There's What we do in the set is is That Ain't My Truck. Um, we do that Aaron Tippin song we were talking about in My Wildest Dreams. You got strawberry wine? Uh, no, no. <laughs> need a girl for that one. <laughs> right. Hey, Sam Hunt used to cover that, and it was great. Yeah, like I said, I need a girl for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's where the cowboy rides away. <laughs> I'm just listening. I Were ne- you waiting for me? I already won You just trivia. wanted him to keep going. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. I knew as soon as I said something, he would stop playing it. This is oh gorgeous. My gosh. Oh, wait. Let him play this. Oh, my gosh. That is gorgeous. You don't know it. You don't know it. I don't know. <laughs> Miami, Miami. That's it. There I'm you sorry. Go. Oh, <laughs> dang. Miami, Miami. That was that was awesome. Well, there's yeah. some. There we go. Yeah, I think that was that my, was some that country was, music trivia. That was my favorite little country music trivia that we've done because we actually got to hear music. I know. We don't we don't normally get to hear. Usually, I just read the lyrics in a creepy voice to them, <laughs> <laughs> make them guess what the song is. Like a true crime. <laughs> yes. All right. Whenever we come back, we'll have more stuff with Luke, Jenna, and your producer Freeman. Right after this. All right, we're going to get to hear an unreleased song from Luke, one you recorded this week in Nashville. Yes, ma'am. What's it, what's it called? It's called This Town, and uh, I grew up in Laverne, Texas. We talked a little bit about it, and I always swore I was going to get out, but I guess I never did like everybody else in the town. <laughs> they left, and they came right back, and we were driving through East Texas, and it's all these windy roads and hills uh, about a week and a half ago, and I was telling her this story about my brother. Uh, Lord knows what he was doing, but he, he fell off the road, and he blew right through this guy's fence and he spent a whole summer rebuilding that guy's fence oh my gosh i said man that'd, that'd be a good song somewhere and so 
wound up finishing this song, all the lyrics, the day we left for Nashville. And so, oh dang, we'll uh, we'll play it for you. This is out of the, all the ones that we tracked. This is her favorite, and I think it's mine too. This is a song of mine called "This Town Goes Up." Population broke a thousand a few years back. And them neighborhoods took over where I used to hide my stash. Back then it was trying to line across the Cibolo Creek. John Bull floating, drinking that sweet tea. Seems like yesterday I packed up and moved on out. I always thought I'd take it as far as a couple hundred miles away Set my roots and sow my heart somewhere far from this little place Lord knows why I ever thought I had to get out Cause everybody leaves and everybody comes right back to this town We sit up shopping with a fire way back in the hills And my old brother spent a whole night summer rebuilding some county road fence Went a hundred mile an hour, couldn't loose them tires Through mailbox and a fancy wind I always thought I'd take it as far as a couple hundred miles away Set my roots and sow my heart somewhere far from this little place Lord knows why I thought I had to get out Cause everybody leaves Everybody comes right back to this town I thought I fell in love by a pond all summer Just watching that sun go down I knew it wouldn't meant to be But I'd always dream of her and I settling down Life took its turns and both of us got burnt I wouldn't change a thing right now But when she broke my heart I swore to do my part Never make it back to this town and I always thought I'd take it as far as a couple hundred miles away Set my roots and sow my heart somewhere far from this little place And I grew up and I settled down and I found myself still hanging around Lord knows why ever thought I had to get out? Cause everybody leaves and talks a little smack. They all wind up coming right back. Yeah, everybody leaves. Everybody comes right back to this town. Yeah. 
It's a hit in my book. That's all that matters. I think it's a big hit. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. I'm the absolute authority on it, that here in Nashville. It reminds me of a little <laughs> bit of old school Justin Moore. All right, I'll when, take it. Like, I don't know. I'm from a small town, so I always loved like Justin Moore's Small Town USA, right. This Town, all of his songs. Takes me back right. to the, well, some of you. those. Yeah, you're definitely hitting that just small town, blue collar working mm-hmm. working class market. I love it. You know how it is with songwriting? Like you wanna you wanna write it as specific as you can to make everybody feel included. So you got to leave it broad enough to where everybody feels like, oh, it's my life. But you also want to make it feel like, oh, it's he wrote that specifically about me, you know? Yeah, I yeah, almost, just, I almost like just went back to my hometown, right in the middle of it. I was like, I'm just going get to get in the truck and, and drive <laughs> all the way back home. You're <laughs> from West Tennessee. Yeah, I am. Did you ever go to the Soybean Festival out there in Martin? There's a soybean <laughs> festival in Martin. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I apologize to my dad, who I know is listening this afternoon. Um, He's so probably I, not listening after you the last few weeks. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna apologize again. So I grew up on a soybean farm. So the last thing I wanted to do was go to the soybean <laughs> festival. Well, this year they have Brothers Osborne playing at it, and it's like I guess last year was like six dollars. I don't know who the headliner was last in year. Martin. In Martin, Tennessee. <laughs> Brothers Osborne is in Martin. Oh my gosh! At the Soybean gosh. Festival. Okay. No. How do, how do you know about this? I have one of my best friends lives out in West Tennessee, and they're going to it. She told me about it, and I was like, man, I need to hit them up and see if they need an opener. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No, I, I have not been to the Soybean Festival. It's a story of my life. You play in Texas a lot, and you are opening shows. Yes, ma'am. What have been some of the biggest shows you've opened or the, the most memorable stages you've played? The best show I ever played in my life, I met my wife, who's sitting right next to me. And uh, before I met her, it was the best day of my life. And then I met her, and then it further solidified it being the best day of my oh life. Oh, my it gosh. Green Hall, and it was sold out. And uh, I, I could have just died that day. Man, that's legendary. Married and all that. But. So how did you guys meet exactly? I mean, were you on stage and then she just like... Well, here we <laughs> did go. Did she come to let's the merch line? The, <laughs> let's get into the story. She she missed my set, okay? She was there to see Curtis Grimes and she came up to his merch booth. Well, my merch booth, but it was sitting right next to his. She thought I was a merch guy. And she wanted a happy birthday for her friend. And I was like, yeah, I'll see what I can do, you know? And then... I uh, went back up on stage. We At the time we were doing the intro for Kurt's set, I was doing the national anthem, and we'd roll right into to his song, The Cowboy Kind. And uh, I think it's the first time we locked eyes uh, after having talked at the merch booth and then uh, played Kurt's set. Like I said, I got up and played keys at the end of it, and we were kind of making eyes the whole time. And um, After the show, she came up, and we were making small talk, and this group of people came up, and they wanted a picture or something. And I told her, I said, hey, meet me back over here at the merch booth in like five minutes. And sure enough, about five minutes went by. I walked over there, and she was standing there. And she said, uh, hey, is a T-shirt come with a phone number? And I said, of course Oh, oh my gosh. Smooth. Of course it does. That is smooth. <laughs> and that was it. And so she was in Houston. I'm in, I was in San Antonio or outside of San Antonio. And so we spent the next year commuting back and forth. She was a teacher. And so I'd go up there and sit at her apartment and make my phone calls and turn her apartment into my office during the week. And then she'd come down. San Antonio on the weekends and honky tonk with me, and finally got married and consolidated. Man, so, oh my gosh, so I in, love that. Initially, she thought you were selling merch, which makes me feel good, <laughs> you know, because if she'd have liked me as a merch guy, she'd probably like me as an artist too. 
are you as well-rounded as a keyboard player as you are on guitar or is guitar kind of your your primary still or guitar is definitely my forte but yeah i love like the fascination of all of the different instruments especially keys it helps me understand like music theory it yeah. being linear just laid down exactly. in front of me um so we've got four pianos sitting in my living room that i've like refurbished and a nord and a cello and a rain stick and a you just said a nord like that wasn't a big deal to have one when those are like four thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's out of all the pianos really that's yeah. the best sounding one of all of them yeah, and it's, it's a, a snake and keyboard it's amazing yeah most people don't know everybody thinks that i'm just a steel player i'm actually a piano player before I'm anything really? else. I've been playing piano since I was nine, and that's what really helped me to learn steel guitar is because I understand music in such a linear way. Yeah. Because I always tell people, playing piano to guitar, it's like the piano keyboard is just one really long guitar yep. string, you know, and so it's, it's all laid out right there. But I Yeah, mean, definitely not, not as well-versed on the keys, but we started the deal with Curtis for the year, and he had said, like, hey, if you want to play keys, you can, but just, like, practice, so... I took that time to just hammer out all his songs. But, you know, I'm playing B3, so it's not not really anything crazy. Like, I'm not doing any crazy church organ runs. I'm just holding down the 1, 4, and the 5, you yeah, know? You could fool me. And I'm, I'm sure that you definitely could get it done with that Leslie organ and all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Jen, Jen is looking at me. She's like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah, what, sorry, what, guys. what you guys are talking about. <laughs> we need a gear talk. <laughs> it's fine. No. Someone out there knows what you're talking about. I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> now, now, in your live set, though, do you switch instruments? Are you sitting down and playing the keys for, like, a love song? or? I have done that before. It's a pain in the butt to set up, you know, just yeah. for, like, a couple of songs. But normally I'll do uh, electric, you know, 65% of the show, and then I'll set it down, and I'll do an acoustic set. And then the guys will come up, and I'll hold my acoustic for a couple songs and do, like, some bluegrass-type stuff. And then they'll come back up, and I'll grab my electric, and we'll finish up like high energy. You know? Yeah, very cool. So, yeah. so do you have guitar influences? I know every time that <laughs> Stop we have talking about the dang guitar. Well, look, no, this guy is just <laughs> phenomenal over here. We, you know, you talk about artists, country artists that influence people vocally and things uh -huh. like that. Do you have influences that you listen to guitar wise? Of course, yeah. So, um. I'm always like super impressed. There's a guy down in Texas, and I know there's a hundred of them here uh, in town, but the guys that really can pick the crap out of the guitar and sing, Steve Warner, Ricky Skaggs, um, there's a dude down in Texas named Scotty Alexander. It's mind boggling to me to watch Ricky Skaggs like just hammer it out, most beautiful vocals ever, and then grab a banjo and do the same thing, and then grab a, a mandolin, mandolin and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but as far as like strictly guitar, like guys like Mark Letiri, like, you know, weird, mm -hmm. weird guitar stuff, like definitely have a bunch of those. Uh, John Mayer kind of falls in the same category. He's such a talented musician before he is like a pop star. Um, but yeah, all kinds of influences. Yeah. Any opinion on, you know, I think everybody in my high school, everybody loved Brad Paisley at the right. time. Everybody thought Brad was like the, the modern thing. And I think Brad's awesome. But, 100%. But I definitely think by our generation, I see some people go to the Opry and like you're saying, Ricky Skaggs doing all these things. And I'm I'm just sitting there thinking, this is just so mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Do you even understand the measure of greatness that you're watching uh, on yeah. stage right now? Because his whole setup with Kentucky Thunder is just... I mean, they're all just the top tier musicians yep. that you could find to play. And it's just, uh, yeah, I would pay hundreds upon hundreds of dollars just to sit and just watch those guys play. Yeah. Because that's that's the things that I that I enjoy. Like going to the Station Inn. Have you been to the Station Inn, Jenna? I have not. You haven't been to I the Station Inn? I was supposed to go multiple times, and every time I ended up not going. I was supposed to see Mike Ryan there once. Yeah, so 
have a, not been. A brief history for those that are listening. So the staple of the station in Nashville is it's a bluegrass venue technically, but they do other country shows and stuff there. And it's a very small setting and it's in the Gulch. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because if you know anything about Nashville in the Gulch area, that's supposed to be like the richest, most ritzy part of town. And there's all of these apartment and skyscraper and businesses and stuff. These people, developers are coming in and buying all this stuff. And then there's this one small <laughs> venue that's like sitting in the middle of all this. And I mean, it's no bigger than this, you know, probably about twice the size of this radio studio that we're sitting in, which I know gives no point of reference <laughs> to the people that are listening. But it's it's not very big at all. But you can see incredible people there. I mean, I saw Alan Jackson just walk Dang. in. And I mean, you're talking a crowd. It can't hold probably any more than 100 people. Oh, wow. And it's just, it, it's an, an incredible place. But that's where you go for like musicianship. When you go to a show at the Station Inn, you're going to sit down and watch some really talented people play. So I expect to see Luke there at some point. Yeah. Well, thank you. Brother. At some point at the I Station hope. Inn here in Nashville. Fingers I can, crossed. Yeah, if I can put in a word to yeah. someone. First, I have to find someone. We can put you up on stage too. Let's just focus on Luke. <laughs> I, think I, I just want to play the Opry. <laughs> <laughs> why not both? Yeah, why not both? I don't. I don't want to be too picky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, just you know, just yeah. call me and make the Opry. Yeah, right. just the Opry. No, nothing else. Oh my gosh. Well, what else do you have coming up? Any big shows in Texas? Oh man, all kinds of stuff. We just signed a uh, a booking deal with Grant Entertainment down there in Texas, and so we're uh, the last couple of days I've been in the studio. I've like. I've been so overwhelmed because I've been t trying to track and my, my phone and my calendar is blowing up. And so we have just an astronomical amount of dates that are coming in, which is such a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been doing it really by myself for so long. Uh, hooked up with a really good team down there. So, yeah, every every weekend we're somewhere. Um, I know we're going to be at the, the Hard Rock in Catoosa, Oklahoma uh, next month. August is looking extremely busy. Um, that and then we got a new single coming out to radio. One I actually recorded last time I was here, oh, about awesome. a year and a half ago. Uh, it's a honky tonk song. Recorded uh, Station West with Bart Bush uh, called Alone for Long. That'll be out like next month. And then after that, we're playing the single game with uh, everything we mm -hmm. just recorded. And yeah, just keep the wheels turning. Awesome. Where can everyone follow you and find you? Uh, Luke Prater Music on Instagram, Twitter. Are you on the threads? Threads? No, actually, last night I was trying to figure out what that was. <laughs> Pretty much just gave me a look. It's it's like Twitter connected to your Instagram. It's a new social media platform. No, I don't want any more. You're going to have to hop on it. It's like my worst nightmare, like managing social media accounts right. is right. just having another one pop up and having to learn it yeah. and manage it. Do you already have a Threads account, oh, Jenna? Oh, heck yeah, I do. So people can now follow you on Threads. On Threads. Oh my gosh. It, is it still at cowgirl.jenna? Yes, it's connected to the Instagram. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I was never a good Twitter. Twitter. I'm not very funny. <laughs> verb or twittering verb. <laughs> I wasn't good at the Twitter, the tweeter. Um, so I'm not gonna be good at threads either. Oh my goodness. I don't I don't understand that at all, but I'll go go over there. Check it out. Yeah, I mean I guess it's just like a more like conversational Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Wonderful. <laughs> In interesting interesting thought to end our show today on. It's this new phenomenon of threats social yes. media. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh no, what is going on? I got to clear my schedule and learn this new platform. Oh, nice. Yeah, not today. But anyway, at cowgirl.jenna is where you can follow Jenna as well. And your podcast is on Mondays, whenever that launches. On Mondays, and then if your you Spotify miss the show or you are... re-listen, you can... Follow on Cowgirl Club on Spotify. You'll find some new music country playlists, some cowboy country playlists, some coastal cowboy 
country playlist. You're just curating all the playlists <laughs> out there for everybody. For all the cowboys. All right. And well, the cowgirls. Luke, <laughs> once again, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for singing and playing for us. Thank you, brother. I mean, have fun in Nashville. And like I said, you ever need a guitar? Just let me know. I will. Thank I sure you. will. Until <laughs> right. next time, everyone, I'm Freeman Arthur, your producer. You're listening to Rural Radio Channel 147. Should have been a cowgirl exclusively on Sirius XM. Oh, my God.